Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the RFCWSG podcast. Tonight I'm joined by Alan and Car Returns. How are you both? Yeah. All right, you know, as good as you can be after today's events, but we'll get into it. What about you, Alan? You all right? Been a tiring weekend. It's been a long weekend and a bit of a, a draining one, uh, football-wise as well, but uh, we're surviving, so... Definitely raining. So, <laughs> start off with some breaking news for the week that Lucy Inman joins Queen's Park on loan until January. She's our third choice keeper, so probably no surprise that she's away, but does leave us a bit light, Alan. We've only got Vic and Jenna. It does, or uh, slightly surprising that move happened, given that it does leave us only Vic and Jenna. I don't know if any. Any of the other youngsters are ready to step up and just be a backup, just in case. But good move for Lucy. Uh, Queen's Park has started the season well. So if she's going to go and get game time there, then well, the world are good, I would expect. Absolutely. I think she's kind of been in amongst the other goalkeepers in the warm-ups of that so far, Car. So she's obviously been good for them to kind of integrated into the team. So are you surprised that she's away or did you expect her to kind of go and find game time? I am surprised in the sense that we don't have uh, like anyone else now. Obviously we can recall Megan Cunningham if you know if we really need somebody like we did last season when we were kind of short but I was hoping it might mean that Joe and Jay were going to bring somebody else in. I thought maybe that was their plan. They'd send her out alone and then bring it more experienced in but that doesn't seem to be happening. Still time I suppose but I think it's good for her. I think Queen's Park's probably a good level for her. She'll probably get more time there and actually get some experience because realistically she's not going to get a game for us at this point in time. I don't think she's quite there yet. With Jenna getting as much game time as she is and we've got Vic on the bench or starting, I don't see her finding her way in just now. So I think it's good for her. It's a good level. Um, But I'm hoping we'll get somebody else in because we're one injury away from a crisis, really, in the goalkeeping department. So... It should be good, but hopefully we'll get somebody else in. I suppose there's also the option of the emergency loans, but then it's who do you bring back, Megan or Lucy? <laughs> so there, there is that, but we never know. We might be bringing somebody else in. So then on the subject of loans, obviously Jenna Ferguson couldn't play today because we played Partick Thistle, and obviously Megan couldn't play because we played Partick Thistle, and they're both at Partick Thistle. So they had a wee free weekend. <laughs> Um, and then Becca Taylor played, I think it was just another half hour she got what I've seen and Hamilton lost again, Alan. They did, but if Becca Taylor came on in the last half an hour, Hamilton definitely came back into the game. So we haven't seen the game, given it was going on at the same time as ours. Let's, let's suggest that maybe Becca's had a, a good game and been involved in a bit of a fight back Hamilton had. We'll need to have a look at the highlights for that one, Car. But having seen Becca, we know the difference she can make in a game. So I'm imagining she did have a bit of a say in the turnaround of that game because it finished 5 3 to Dundee United. So she seems to be getting a lot more game time than I thought she probably would. She, but it's in kind of spurts. She's not really getting full games. She's getting like half an hour, 40 minutes here and there. But it's good for her. It's definitely good for her to get more time and, you know. Realistically, we could probably be doing with her at this point, like bringing her back because she 
slot into our team with the amount of youngsters that we've got in the team at the moment. She would not look at a place at all in that team. And she really could do us a favour. Like, we're struggling a wee bit, short benched a bit with injuries and stuff. So I don't think we will because she seems she needs that time to grow and develop and not have the pressure that she'll be under with us. But it's good that she's getting that time. She seems to be making an impact. I've not really seen much of it other than brief highlights from a couple of the games. But... I know how class she is and how good she's going to be, you know, once she comes back to us full time. So it's just good for her. She has that amongst the training as well, Alan. So that could only be good for her experience coming up against, obviously, our team and then going off back to Hamilton and kind of taking her experience back there. So it's definitely a good move for her. Oh, absolutely. And she's... Getting game time in no, a similar way, probably, that Kayla Jordan did at Morrow. Well, Kayla got a lot of her game time for the bench last year in the second half of the season. So, like you say, she's coming back in training during the week. So, we'll be able to monitor her progress quite closely. Maybe in a different way than if she was away to a team who play full time. Absolutely. So, we'll move on to today's game against Partick. <laughs> Don't look like that. Come on. So we started in our usual 3 4 1 2. And as Alan predicted, Victoria Ison came in and goals. Then we had our back three of McLaughlin, Hill, and Doherty. Our midfield four of McCauley, Medag coming back in, McLean, McLeary. Hardy seemed to play in that kind of number 10 role, just sitting behind Howitt and Sarah Ewan's made her first start for us, if I'm right. First yep. And then on the bench, we had five Coulson, Austin, Jardin, Clark and Berry. Obviously, we've got Chelsea out, which apparently is going to be for about three weeks, Alan. Going to be a bit longer. Uh did briefly speak to Chelsea after a game initially, or uh, it was looking at eight to twelve weeks. But she's healing quite well. She'll be out of boot now. Uh, she's home to be back closer to six. Now we're all already a week into that, but we're looking like we'll almost here played until October now. We not have any worse luck, Car, because we've also got Megan out, we've got Rachel Rowe out, we're not sure how long they're out for, and then obviously we've got Jane Ross out, Lizzie Ann out, Lisa Martinez out. That's near enough a full team we've got out. <laughs> so fed up of us getting injuries, by the way. I don't know what we're meant to do, because all these things are just like happening. It's nothing like that's going on in training. It's not like a concurrent thing through, throughout the team. It's just like little things. Chelsea was unfortunate. It's just the way she kind of planted her foot and twisted and these things happened. But it's just frustrating because we're so light now on the bench. And we kept saying, you know, before we started, well, you know, we've got a lot of squad depth now, really good quality off the bench. And now we're down to basically the under-18s and seemingly a not fully fit centre-back because she can't seem to get a game or a full game at the moment in Michelle Coulson. So I don't know what we're going to do, but... Once they're all back, it'll be class because we'll have world-class players at our fingertips that we can put in and we'll be smashing everyone. But at the moment, it's just getting a bit kind of agitating with the um, injuries that we've got. The struggle will be worth it. <laughs> I hope so. So what did you make of the team other than that, Alan? Obviously, the, there wasn't much Joe could pick for because it's really slim pickings today, but were you happy with the team when it 
got read it? Yeah, but I was happy enough with it. Uh, I expected the change in and go. Or uh, think some we had to try something, you know, or uh, constantly conceding goals. Might only be sort of one every week, but you know, as we've seen last week, if we're only scoring one, conceding one, we're not going to win games. So something had to give, and you know, Vic was always going to get a chance eventually. And I think she came in and played quite well today. I didn't really see any other changes to the team unless anybody else has come back for injury, which clearly, as we see, we only named six subs. Nobody else is ready to get stripped again. So Tess in for Chelsea was the only other change. Yeah, but Tess was back after she had a knock, Cash, so at least we've got her back. I think she was she was back last week, but at least she was back in that midfield, kind of showed up that midfield a wee bit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the strongest squad we could have put out there from who we've got available at the moment. Other than maybe Kirsty Howitt dropping it for Laura Berry could have potentially been the only other change, really. But, you know, Kirsty's been doing well with assists. She's just been struggling a little bit to get goals herself. We'll come on to today. But it's the strongest team. I've been crying out for Vic to get a start because I just feel like Jenna's got a lot of mistakes in her and Vic starts and we keep a clean sheet. I know it's only part X, but, you know, you know. These things go hand in hand sometimes. <laughs> but I was happy with it because it's really all we could do. Um, and it, she made the changes that she probably could have only really made at that point. We couldn't really have changed that many personnel at that point. But it was all right, really. It was the best we could have done. Squad-wise. Not performance-wise. <laughs> squad-wise. Just to clarify that, squad-wise. It's fine. We're coming there. We're coming there. <laughs> so, like, for the kind of team, as thin as it is, Alan, was that a surprise? Do you think that that first kind of 19, 20 minutes was a scrappy, disjointed, total kind of mess that it was? It's hard to really see why we were quite so scrappy. I mean, credit to Partick, they came um, and put a ton of work in. They've, they've clearly stepped up for where they were last season, you know, and, and they'll, they'll give teams a, a proper game this season. But we still need to be doing better. We needed to be imposing ourselves on it. There's a bit of change in the dynamic of the midfield. You know, Kirsten McLean has a lot more freedom because Tess will naturally sit a bit more. And if it was Nick in the midfield, she would do the same. Whereas we've had a wee bit more variety in previous games because Kirsty and Chelsea have maybe taken it in turns to go forward. I don't know if that made us more predictable. I don't know if it was just a case... Thistle matched up more player for player. Then he offers a great deal of space, but we weren't quite having anything come off. The front three were quite sort of fluid, changing positions a lot, but it was, it, it looked okay, but it wasn't actually leading to anything, anything productive. So, um, so far, Carl, we've kind of had Mia and Rachel linking up quite well. Nick and Jodie kind of works up quite well, but we changed it to Jodie and Rachel and Mia and Nick on the other side, and it just wasn't working for that first half, probably. Yeah, I think it like it was good that they kept seem to switch wings. Like Jodie would be on you know the left at one point, and then they'd swap over. And I don't know if that was making it a bit more difficult for them to get that kind of link up because they were kind of like, who's there now? I need to like figure that out, but. 
Thistle were just kind of scrappy in their inner faces. They weren't giving us any time on the ball, which we seemed to want. We seemed to want that extra couple of seconds on the ball to make a decision to look around rather than being the quick passing we've been playing recently. It was kind of frustrating. At the start, it wasn't as bad, but as the game went on, it got kind of worse. But we had chances. We just couldn't seem to put them away. And then it was just, I don't know what was going on. We were just so frantic and harassed. We just, like, as if we were behind and we were struggling to get our foothold on the game. And it just started. A lot of needless challenges that we didn't need to do, getting bookings that were stupid. And it just felt all a bit like they'd all been watching the men's game today and were a bit annoyed and frustrated and taking their anger out in par excessive. <laughs> I would no great effect because it was my yeah. was coming off. So as I say, we were kind of scrappy for that first 19, 20 minutes and then we were kind of moaning about it, mumbling, grumbling. Then Kirsty McLean gets on the ball, plays it over to Kirsty Howitt and she slots it at the back of the net. 1-0, Alan. Yeah, the ball was just moving about midfield. It didn't really look like there was much on, but... Kirsty McLean does Kirsty McLean things and, and finds a pass nobody else was going to find. And Kirsty Howitt broke, broke the offside and just first time left foot across the keeper. Possibly wasn't her best finish, but she's obviously sort of caught the keeper out a wee bit and just rolled it into the net. So, you know, I think maybe we can build on this. Maybe this will help us settle down into a game and we can sort of grow into the game. But... It kind of just went back to more in the same. It was a decent finish, Carr, but what was the keeper doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, five minutes before that, what did I put in our group chat? The right-hand side's not working, switch to the left. We switched to the left-hand side and it works perfectly. The keeper did dive at fresh air. I don't know if she thought that Kirsty was going to hit it first time on that side and she just dove and then she was committed at that point and Kirsty had the easiest... <laughs> you know, slot in ever, but we'll take it. And she'd be needing a goal. So I was hoping that would gear up and get her confidence going a bit. But I guess it kind of did. She had a few more chances, but it just didn't seem to come off. But I was happy with that. It was early enough in the game that we could, like, put our mark on it and then just go and score a bunch more. That Spoiler alert, that didn't happen. But I was hoping at that point that that would happen. And I was happy with, you know, we were trying, it wasn't coming off, and then eventually one did. So I was happy at that point. Yeah, Alan, you said you thought we'd kick on, but obviously it's kind of just spoiled for everybody. <laughs> we did we did have a few chances, but it was about another 15 minutes or so later before Rio had a kind of good chance, but she, unlike her, kind of just smashed over the bar. And then we were like, oh, here's another chance coming. And the Jodie-Rachel link-up worked. A lovely ball in with Rachel. Jodie just, again, couldn't get it on target, just kind of... I think she kind of dived it and it just kind of trickled out. So we were getting the chances, but her luck just didn't seem to be falling her way. I didn't. I mean, there was some good opportunities, maybe at back post. The cross was maybe just a wee bit high at times for, for Jodie and she couldn't quite get over it. You know, the sort of goals we've seen Jodie score a lot of at back post, but the cross was maybe just too high or too short or, or just not quite right. But... I think the most disappointing thing was we didn't really make the keeper work. You know, she's obviously been playing second fiddle so far early in the season to Megan Cunningham. She's in, in the team because Megan can't play and we've not really given her a lot, lot to do. 
And that was probably disappointing. I'm pretty sure Joe and Jay will be quite disappointed by that as well. Oh, this it. Well, like Jay done the post match, and she sounded quite disappointed. But that's as to be expected. Talking of disappointment, the ref car, Cathy got, got a yellow, and then this all started diving in at us, and the ref suddenly lost his yellow card. I mean, her, her yellow was deserved. It was a needless, I know it was like a professional foul, foul or whatever, but realistically, that Park player was not running fast enough to trouble Nick and the keeper and everyone else that was running back to get in behind. She didn't need to do that. I don't know if she saw Todd earlier in the in the day and was like, I want to do that too. But it was needless. And then the ref just, they were all over, the elbows flying about, tackles flying in, tripping us over, pushing us over, and the ref was like, no, no, play on, it's fine, don't worry about it. It's just frustrating, but it's just the way the refs are. We had it last week. I think we had it the week before at Hearts. It's just standard in this league. It, it's a frustrating. So I think how do we... He carded a few of them. They might have then stopped it. Would have let the game flow a bit better. There wouldn't have been as many kind of silly challenges. It would have let it just play out. But it's just one of those things, isn't it? You just have to kind of put up with it in this league. It's not acceptable, though. But then <laughs> the first half kind of petered out after that, Alan. Second half, we come out. And then there's a foul on Kirsty Howitt. Again, no card given. What a surprise. Well, it may have been a surprise to you, but it definitely wasn't a surprise to any of us in the ground. Uh, it was absolutely startling that one or two of the party players never ended up in the book. And as Carl said, Cathy's yellow card, no complaints about that. You know, she could have found about it being a yellow card worthy, but she's literally just smashed the last year and uh, there's no question that was a yellow card. Next in the second half, no, no complaints about that, but it's just the consistency. And that's what we always go back to talking about the referees, where it's the refs in the league and the SWPL or the refs at the top level in the game. You just want consistency. And I don't know how the, the ref wasn't putting the left-back for party. name escapes me, but... She was just absolutely abusing how how generous he was with the space she was taking out throw-ins. You know, he pulled, pulled her up and stopped her from taking a throw-in for too far up, and she tries to take it 10 yards further up than where she was stopped, and she's not getting booked. You know, it's, it's startling the leniency to some of the ref show. I think it's something as well that Jo has noticed quite a lot, Car, because she's in that fourth official's year a lot more than Malky ever was. Yeah, you can see that she's frustrated by it. I think you would be. And I think it's nice that she's actually standing up for her team and saying, no, come on, this isn't right. Like, And I think she'll accept when you know we make mistakes and we deserve cards or whatever, but I think she won't accept it when it's not being given the opposite way and they're being allowed to... I mean, Kirsty Howitt was at the end of a few tasty challenges today that really should have been bookings. And at one point she stayed down because, and I thought that's going to be it. That's going to be her injured again and we're going to be without another striker and another player injured. Luckily she got back up and she carried on. But it's just madness that he thought that that was fine. It took them to 88 minutes 
for them to get a card and they got one card the whole game after Cara Henderson. And I, I don't know if it's Butch, Butch, uh, I can't remember what her name is. It begins with B-U-T, I don't remember what her name is. But she was all over us as well and nothing was being given. But I don't know. The, the linesman on the right-hand side seemed to do a better job because there was a handball at one point and she's screaming, it's not a handball, whatever her name is. And he's saying, no, it's shut up, go away. So I think it was nice that they were, you know, being like, no, but the ref was kind of just like, I don't know what's going on. It was just, it's just frustrating. And I think that kind of dragged the game down. Fair enough, our performance wasn't great either, so that doesn't help. But just annoying, isn't it? It just breaks the game down. It's just, it makes it scrappy. You want to see a good performance. And Joe wants us to play well, fast passing. And it just, I suppose that was what Patrick wanted to do, but we should have been able to deal with it better with it. All these stupid refereeing decisions. But anyway, talk of the frustration. It took 57 minutes. Jodie had another chance. But Alan, she had it straight at the keeper. As we spoke about earlier, we just did not make the keeper work very hard. Uh, just not getting a good connection on shorts. No getting the shorts away early enough or, or hesitating when the ball come, comes. And no sort of stepping on and, and going towards the ball. Sometimes they've been on the heels and waiting for the pass coming. Giving the Partick defenders a chance to get in and block or giving the keeper a chance to set herself. It was just scrappy and I don't think there was any lack of effort whatsoever, but it just nothing seemed to flow right through the game. So there it's where it just wasn't that great, Cash. So we've, in the 70th minute, we made a couple of substitutions. Sarah Eudes went off, Ian McCauley went off for Laura Berry and Kayla Jardin. What did you make of Sarah Eudes' first start? I think she was quite good. She had a few chances um, in the kind of first half. She did quite well, but, you know, just I think, I don't know if the keeper saved her or a defender got to her or whatever. It didn't come off her, but... She seemed to be coming quite deep. Her and Kirsty seemed to be interlinking. One would come deep and the other would go higher up and they were kind of going back and forth on that. I guess that makes sense, but I prefer if one of them made a decision, I'm staying up, you go deep and we'll work together. It was just a lot of to and fro in. I don't know if that's by design. I don't know if Joe's told them to do that, but I don't think it really works. I think it's causing too much confusion and no one really knows. Jodie was up front more than I think Kirsty Howitt and Sarah Ewans was in that first half. She seemed to be more in the box than they were. So I guess it's good you have more players in and around that area. But she's, I think she's all right. I think she's got a wee while to get up to speed. She was said herself on the Hearts game when she had her first off-the-bench start. But bench start, my head's burst. <laughs> her first game for us off the bench, that she'd only been in training in a couple of days. and So she's got a wee while to kind of get up to speed. But she looks good. She looks... Technically quite gifted and quite fast, so I think she could do a good job for us. And then Mia coming off was, I think, a bit of a well-earned rest, Alan. She looks like she's getting run into the ground a wee bit, so at least she got off and it let the other youngsters come on and burn off some of their energy. Well, the the workload we're putting on the wide players and Mia and Jodie is, is a lot more than they were getting put on the wide players last season because Nick and Rachel can't get forward the same playing the back three. 
So it's definitely a good chance to maybe just manage some minutes. In the next sort of two or three games, you'd definitely see some of the minutes being managed a wee bit. Uh, Jody's obviously got last year on, under our belt in terms of the, the sort of games in her legs. You know, Mayor doesn't have that, so we need to be... We saw how much she struggled towards the end of the game last week, so it's good to see her getting just a wee bit of a rest. And Kayla Jardin came on and, and played quite well when she came on. She worked hard. She she done the work defensively. She made herself available for a ball and she showed good feet. Yep, Carbo had a few more chances, but it was all either at the goalie or hitting the bar. And that just kind of petered out. It was just was one of the days that we weren't going to kind of add to a tally. So we got the three points, scored a goal, but no, no that great, was it? No. I mean, there was a really good chance. I think it was Laura Berry did really well. Um, I think it was Kayla to Laura over the kind of top. And she got it into, I think, Kirsty, who... Hit it the keeper and then the keeper kind of spilled it and she keeps kind of kicking at it and ended up just getting saved and Ryan came out with a couple of corners but we could have really done better at a couple of free kicks that we did eventually get given for fouls, no cards but fouls eventually, Tess kind of took them but it just wasn't the same kind of shot that would have been last season from Tess, you know, she normally would try and stick those in rather than just putting them into heads and just wasn't coming off. Kathy had a header that was easily saved. One of them ended up on the roof. It was just one of those days that we just couldn't seem to figure out, which is frustrating when Joe's been saying, Joe and Jay have both been saying the last couple of weeks, we need to be more ruthless in front of goal. We need to take those chances and, you know, put teams to the sword when we get the chance and we just, we haven't been doing it. So I'm sure they went in and gave them a, a talking to and saying like, we've got to be better than that because it's all well and good coming up against Park, which we should have annihilated. We had so many chances that we could have put them away four or five nil. We didn't. We're going to come up against a better team and then it's not going to come up and we're going to end up losing. And that that's not good enough here. So we need to figure it out, but we need bodies back. So I don't know whether, I don't know if the window's still open for the women's side. I don't know if it closed at the same time as the men because they don't tell us anything. If it's still open, I'd like to think that we're looking at something, bringing somebody else in, whether it's alone, whether it's, you know, something just to cover us just now, but Probably not. We'll probably just be threadbare and running, you know, the kids into the ground for the next few while until we get people back. I'm not sure if it's a bit if it's been extended because of the Women's World Cup. So there might be maybe another couple of weeks, but not hundred percent sure of that. So we have Dundee United up next week, but before that it would have been Champions League, which unfortunately we're not in. But City and Celtic are so they're playing midweek, so that's going to tire them out a wee bit, hopefully. Hopefully demoralises them. <laughs> but we actually thought it was going to kind of be an extra game, but you said to us, Alan, that they're not playing next week, so it's actually not going to be that much different, is it? No, that's going to see Glasgow City Celtic game postponed to a later date. I've not looked in to see when that's going to be played, but only five games in the league next weekend and transfers to grab grab three points up at Dundee United and then let them worry about their game later on. When that does get rearranged, but at least one of them's gonna drop points. But what we need to focus on is ourselves. Yeah, 
It gives us an opportunity to kind of put a bit of pressure on them, car. We hopefully we get a few goals against Dundee United and kind of put us kind of top of the league. Eh? But it sounds like they've got a game in hand, so then kind of leaves them chasing a wee bit. Yeah, like it's a mentality thing, isn't it? If you, you know, I don't know how much it really bothers players when they know that they just come back and play the games. But you know, these are Champions League qualifiers, I think it's the first round or second round, I can't remember how this competition works anymore, it's so I think they've got two games, so they've got a game on Wednesday and then a game either on Saturday or Sunday either to go through to the next round or a third round kind of playoff place kind of thing, um, so that's two games against tougher opponents than they probably would have been playing in the league that City already have a few injuries Selic seem to be struggling a little bit as well with players, so it could only be good for us, but we have to go to Dundee United to play a lot better than we played today, because otherwise it won't make any difference. If we come away with, from Dundee with a 1-0 win, that's not really going to do anything for them thinking, oh no, we're behind, we're struggling a wee bit. They're going to look at that and go, they're there for the taking. So it's on us now to go and beat them 6-7-0 and put a marker down there and say, no, like that was just a blip, like come and get us kind of thing. Well, they've had a not too bad start to the season, I would say, considering cut off what they done last season, Alan. Like today they won, stuck a few past Hamilton, but then Hamilton's not had that great a start. So how do you think it'll kinda of pan out next week? Do you think we'll finally find their form and get the goals? I would hope so. Um, Dundee United were just promoted sort of last season. So last year was our first year, I think, in in a top league and as much as you were closer to the bottom of the table and not really threatening the top six, you know, they were clearly sort of well coached and well organised. They lost a lot of players in the summer and they've took a couple of heavy beatings so far this season. I would, I would just like to think that we'll go and do the job and work in our own game and we'll add to the heavy beatings Dundee United have taken. But we'll need to make sure we're working hard enough to earn that right to go and Put, put him to the sword. Take more chances, Kat. <laughs> Take more chances. <laughs> I don't know. I, we played them away last year, and well, I think we beat them, I think it was five or six, but it was just one of those games that we were hitting them over and wide, and everybody kept saying, we've got this mental block and we can't seem to get past it. And I don't know if that's sitting in a bit again, despite the fact that it's like, a bunch of new players and a new system with new management, so it shouldn't be an issue. But I'm hoping it's not, and we'll just hit them from far and wide, and they'll all go in, and we'll have a happy trip back home from Dundee. But I don't know. After this game, I'm feeling a bit like, oh, I don't actually know, because if you'd asked me yesterday, I probably would said that I will be easy, and now I'm like, I actually don't know. Like, I actually couldn't tell you because that performance just makes me think if they sit in deep and just pack the box we can't seem to get past that we just can't seem to figure out how to score against that which was the issue last season so the fact that new management's come in and we still can't do it I don't really understand what's going on like surely we could find a way to break that down and get past it but hopefully that'll come the team will you know jail a bit better and get partnerships working together and we'll be all right but I think it's a game crying out for Laura Berry I think she's got enough pace and she can take shots from everywhere. I'd like Mia to get a break, but I also think it's probably a good game for her as well. So we'll see. We'll see how we get on. But I'm not as hopeful now as I probably was yesterday. <laughs> so as for the team, Alan, 
Vic came in today and as we kinda expected, she kept a clean sheet. So is it her jersey to lose now, do you think? Very much so. I mean, I've said all along, I think that she'll get a chance and I don't think we'll see the constant rotation of keepers that we saw last year. I think very much once Vic was in, then the gloves are hers to lose and I think she'll get a good run of games, probably by a distance, the best run of games she's she's had since she joined us last summer. It's quite a good run of games to get as well, Car. so she might have rack up a few clean sheets and could I be in longer term? Well, I hope so. I'm got nothing against Jenna, but I think Vic offers us something different. Her, don't be laughing now. Her, uh, her coming for balls, her distribution, she doesn't seem as frantic. Her decision-making's a little bit better at times, and I think she's just a little bit more level-headed. And I think that helps us. The defence knows that they've got a solid keeper behind them, and they don't need to worry as much. I, it wouldn't make sense for her to play this game, maybe play the next couple and then Jenna come back in. I think she needs a you know, a good, steady run of games. Maybe she'll bring Jenna back in for the cup game in the start of October and then figure out what she like what they're doing from there. But I think it's Vic's turn now to get a good run of games. Here's open. So we'll do a quick wee score predictions for next week then. Is that for you, Alan? Six. We'll keep a clean sheet again. Car? I'm going to go a bit more reserved and say four. Four nil. Well, I'll go in between. I'll go five again. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it was five last year. And more. I'm sure it was like five going on ten pretty much. But I'll go with it. It's also the minus 15, I think. It felt like up there. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cold up there. They have got their wee seated area now. So at least we'll be a wee bit sheltered for the elements. Watch it, will be scorching and sunshine next week. We'll wish you had a short shot. <laughs> so we'll just kind of touch on, obviously, the men being the men. Obviously, during the week, they got a bit of a beating, unfortunately. Sorry to bring it up. So it means that there's going to be some Sunday clashes with the men's game and the women's game, Alan. So I think that's going to hamper the women's kind of attendance again. It didn't look too great today and that was with a reasonable gap for people to attend both games. But it's like people that were going are kind of going to fall away and favour the men or are the men that bad that they're going to favour the women? Might be a wee bit of uh, a respite, you know, if you're watching the men going, going and watching the women actually play with a bit more intensity and a, 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 bit, uh, a bit more belief. But don't think today's necessarily best example. It's a, it's a bigger day for everybody, the, the old firm games. You know, it's something if you plan ahead, but, you know, it might give you opportunity to make, make both games, depending on, obviously, where, where they are and if they're both like home games, depending on kickoff times being favourable as well. But sometimes if you're out for a football, you can make a day and get to both games. So hopefully people will, will look at that and say, well, stay for football. You know, I'll go to both games. I just don't think the party game was pushed enough, Car, for not, as we are not surprised, to kind of let people know that it was moved to four o'clock so that people could go to it, but then they never actually told anybody that they moved it to four so people could go to it. 
So people did not go to it. I mean, the the way they advertise the women's team blows my mind sometimes. Like when it's a big game coming up, they push it to no end. They're constantly tweeting about it, and it's on the website. And you know, tickets are available. They're cheap. Come along. Let's pack the house. And then it's it's a game against Park that's been changed, which seems like to suit. You know, so it's not clashing. And nothing said about it. We figured it out on our own through looking at the tickets on the website. And then other people mentioned that at the last game, at the City game, oh, is it four o'clock? Ah, it's four o'clock. Nothing. They should just make a big announcement. Game's at four o'clock to suit, you know, come along. It's, you know, a few quid or whatever it is. But they just don't seem to care. I know that they're putting a lot out there, but they're not really doing enough, in my opinion, what they could be doing. They should have a dedicated media team for the women's side, because it, it crosses over. Louise, you know, goes, goes and does the men's stuff, and sometimes she's there for the women's stuff. And it just seems like it's something they have to do rather than something they really want to push and, like, get good attendance for and really push the team. And it just comes across a bit tick boxy sometimes to me that they just, they're not that bothered. Whereas we want to push it and we're constantly, you're constantly putting information out there, getting everybody up to date with what's going on. And then people are coming to us because they're no use, they're not telling us anything. So you've got to go and then do all the hard work to find out what's going on, get ticket information for away games and all that kind of stuff. And they don't seem to put anything out. And it's just frustrating when they could be, you know, getting in line with England, probably not soon, but like soonish, a few years down the line. And they just, they don't seem that bothered about it. Then Joe and Jay have come in and said, oh, you know, they seem very forthcoming with wanting to push the women's game and put it on a pedestal. And then it's not happened. Yeah, which is frustrating. It's frustrating as a performance today, really, Alan. Mm-hmm. So, what, what would you suggest that they do? Just how else could they kind of push it other than obviously, as Car saying, they're not doing it, they're doing it, some things, but they're not doing kind of enough. So, what's your ideas? Well, I think Carl's pretty much summed it up. You know, it seems like they'll put effort into it when they've got time to do it as opposed to making sure they've got time to do it all the time. Now, I mean, you even look at the team getting announced on Twitter. They've not even spelt Sarah Ewan's name correct on the official team team sheet. You know, and that's the the sort of attention to detail, you know, you're like, come on, really? But you're talking about away tickets, you know, the, the club I've never really seen him publish anything about how you go and get away tickets. We've obviously been talking about tickets for Dundee United next week, which we still need to we'll do a bit of digging and we'll update the group tomorrow. We should be on sale, hopefully, by tomorrow, but there's just, there doesn't seem any real will to have forward planning. Let people get, get tickets sorted, let people make arrangements for getting to games. Times are just a wee bit too liable to change at short notice. So, especially with six, at least six games of men's been moved to Sundays now, we really need these times locked in so people can make plans and come out where or not they can make an effort to go to both games or whether it's a definite no-go. It also seems to be, I think, something that they kind of... People at the SWPL could kind of be pushing car. They either have all because some teams have got tickets on sale up to the split, and then there's like us that put them up 
sometimes a week before, sometimes a few days before, and then, as, as you're both saying, that even mentioned that there's like a wee tickets available or anything as if they didn't want anybody to go watch us. <laughs> Do you think maybe the, the SWPL could kind of be like everybody that needs to put tickets out or so that's kind of a blanket approach, people know where they get the tickets? I think it would be helpful, you know, if they all use fan base or if they all used, you know, whatever, they all had the same thing. But I think that necessarily wouldn't work just because some have their own like proprietary ticketing system. So I don't know how, how well that would work, but they could definitely make it a bit easier for folk. Some teams are really pushing their women's team. I noticed Hibs have arranged buses for away travel, like through the club. Um, you know, they're really pushing it and, you know, making a big deal about it. And then we're, you know, major stakeholder is a bus company and we can't seem to get travel anywhere. And then we're away doing you know, friendlies in Spain that we could have gone to, but they didn't tell us that, so we didn't know that. And we had to find that out by watching the game and seeing that there's folk at the game, and we could have gone. Had we had enough notice and knew what was going on, we could have tried to arrange to go. It was the same for the Champions League last year. It was a bit of a palaver. They didn't really tell us much, and we had to try and figure it out. And by that point, it was too much hassle, and it was too far away, and it was too awkward. Whereas if they do what the men did and run through their travel company that they're partnered with, you know, away travel to it. I think people would go. People that follow Rangers all over the world would would go, but they just don't seem that bothered. It's just a oh, there's a game on by the way. Watch it if you want. Like they, we don't even put it on our TV. Like which is it's still crazy to me. Like why we've got branding up at the stadium for our TV, and yet we don't stream the games on our own TV channel. Makes no sense. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, buy Rangers TV, but watch the stuff that we'll put on YouTube for free anyway. So <laughs> it's just bizarre. Frustrated on the pitch, frustrated off the pitch. Just Rangers, get your act together. So we'll move to the score predictor, Alan. How did everybody do this week? Well, thanks to Aberdeen's win and uh, Dundee United's win, uh, nobody scored massive points. You know, very few people saw Aberdeen you know, or Dundee United coming out of the games we win, uh, as you can see by Carl's reaction to that. <laughs> uh, top scorer, 17 points this week, uh, Kirsty Murray. So she's but the only person that's actually moved up the table. Any sort of notable points? So tricky week, uh, probably some of the toughest once they call next week will probably be sort of Partick Morrow. That'll maybe cause a few upsets for people. Aberdeen Hamilton again might might throw up a wee span on the works for people, but really good uptake again. So it's it's still more than open for our people to join in if you want to join in. It's just a wee bit of fun, a wee bit of entertainment in the group and gets a, a wee tiny bit more eyes on our teams in the league. Absolutely. Join the group, join in. It's a good bit of fun. And Car, it's actually kind of showing how the league's improved this year because some of the results we're looking at to check your scores, predictions, and we're like, what? Double, you're double-checking it. You're like, how has that happened? Yeah, I didn't do very well this week. Spartans and um, Dundee United really just... Uh, 
gov me this week. But it's good. It's good because I've never cared so much about the other teams in the league as I do now because I'm looking at it and going, oh, well, if that's happened this week, what can I do next week to try and get more points? But it's definitely more competitive this year. I think all the teams have really stepped up and have improved, which is, you know, good. We wanted that, but not as much as has happened on our end because we want to be better than everyone else and it's making it difficult. <laughs> but it's good. As for the FPL, it's no kind of any changes. We're all just as bad as each other, to be honest. There's not really any change there. But I just... didn't mention that after uh, Dave and Ferguson on the bench. I think you've actually kind of moved up a place, so you're no the strongest player holding up the rest of us <laughs> anywhere, Alan. So <laughs> there's somebody else at the bottom. Uh, so I think just before we go, we'll fa- thank one, two, three flags. For give it, they've actually gave us a free flag, which we decided to put to good use for Brogan because she's been our longest serving player. So it was about time she was getting a flag. And if you want to get a flag yourself, you can use the code JERS10. And if you go to our social media, the links and that are all there as well. So thanks to them. And also, if that's us, I think thanks to Alan and thanks to Car for joining me this evening. Right, so it's cathartic. We'll see you next week. <laughs>